0: be canceled. If we're talking about the celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, then no, it can't be canceled. Uh, For many, the resurrection of Jesus uh, has not been celebrated in years past anyway. It's really been lost in a flurry of activity, in the cuteness of children, and they're adorable, and children have my heart and in maybe superficial wishes for a happy Easter, Uh, even in churches, sometimes the busyness of multiple services and the preparation and the massive community egg hunts and dropping Easter candy from drones has threatened to obscure the truth of the resurrection. But not this year. This year, all of that has been stripped away. I hope I have your attention Because as I read in this book, I find that on the very first Easter, the Jewish power players anxiously conspired to make sure any plans for Easter would be canceled. So if you haven't already, share this stream so that somebody can hear this word I want to share with you today. And Shelbo's going to give us some scripture. Our main text today is found in Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 through 66, here's what the word had to say. And Chris uh, was already on uh, online with my sermon today, and didn't even know it when he opened up Matthew 27 verses 62 through 66. The next day, the one after Preparation Day, that was the day they prepared the body of Jesus. The chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said. We remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he's been raised from the dead. This last deception will be even worse than the first. Take guard, Pilate answered. Go and make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and they made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. I want to preach a message to you today that I have titled, You Cannot Cancel What's Already Finished. You Cannot Cancel What's Already Finished. If you will, pray with me and for me today. Father, I love you. I thank you and I praise you for the power of the resurrection. God, I ask you today that you would minister in this place through these airways, God, that this word will go forth, not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but, Lord, your word will go forth today in the power and in the demonstration of your Spirit. God, I ask that you would decrease me until I'm nothing, increase your anointing within me, and, Lord, anoint, Lord, every ear to hear and every heart to receive what thus saith the Word of God to us on this Resurrection Sunday. we we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen and amen. Uh, also, I forgot to mention something before I go any further. I want to give a great big shout out to the Little Skeleton crew that did our Good Friday night of worship. It was an awesome time together, and that video has had around 4,000 views uh, of folks who worshiped with us. So thank you to all the crew that made that happen, and thank you to you for worshiping with us. Uh, In the message today, it is surprising that the Jewish leaders remembered what Jesus had said about rising from the dead. Because his disciples had heard him say, say it more than once. But Luke tells us that the disciples did not understand what he meant when he said that he would raise from the dead. The Jewish leaders understood what he meant, but of course they didn't believe him. So the Jewish leaders wanted to make sure the disciples would not try to perpetuate a hoax by stealing the body of Jesus and then claiming that he had risen from the dead. Pilate agreed to help them cancel Easter, by posting guards. Yet he said something strange. Here's what he said. Go make the tomb, watch this, as secure as you know how. Now, understand, the disciples had only one sword among them. The one that Peter had in the garden of Gethsemane. And the disciples had all fled when Jesus was crucified, except for the women, that'll preach another sermon, and Joseph and Nicodemus, who had buried Jesus. Who did they think was going to overcome two or more armed guards? And why would the disciples try to steal the body? As Paul said much later in 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, Paul said, If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is our faith. I want to tell you the same is true today. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless, and so is our faith. If Jesus was dead, the movement was dead. In fact, There was no plot to steal Jesus' body by anybody. After lying low on the Sabbath day, which by the way was Saturday, the men were hiding out somewhere. Only some women ventured out at dawn on Sunday, and they were hardly a threat to the armed guard at the tomb. Yet Pilate's words to them became a prophecy. He said, make the tomb as secure as you know how. How secure was that? I want you to read what the Word said in Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 through 10. It says, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. there they will see me. You see, the resurrection of Jesus went on just as planned. It was a promise. There is not enough power in hell to stop God from keeping his promises. Did you hear me? There is not enough power in hell to stop God from keeping his promises. The guard's Felt the earthquake and they saw the angel, a bright like lightning in the dawn of the day. They were so afraid, the Bible said, that they shook. Then there was the women. The women heard the angel say, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Really? Of course they were afraid. You would be afraid. I would be afraid. Yet the angel challenged their fear with the news that they could hardly imagine. He is not here for he has risen like he said. And as the women hurried away, watch this, they were afraid yet filled with joy. Jesus met them too and he too said to them, do not be afraid. Do you catch a theme here in this passage of scripture? Do not be Be afraid. Many are saying that phrase today because of the pandemic and the uncertainty and the fear that it causes. Why should we not be afraid? Not because we don't see the danger, because we do. Not because we have everything under control, because we can see, obviously, we don't. We should not be afraid, though, because Jesus is alive. And we can be maybe concerned at the same time, yet be filled with joy. Because God is alive, God is well, God is still on His throne, He is still sovereign, and He is in Control. Now get on your little button down at the bottom of your screen and click hallelujah. Praise the Lord with me. Now, if I had been there at the tomb, I think I would have been shaking. I would have been shaking with fear, awe, shock. And in the words of an old, old spiritual song that says, Were you there? Has he ever heard that? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? The words of that song, in one part it says, Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. See, the guards trembled at the shock and the awe of the angels. But the women trembled as they heard Jesus himself say, Do not be afraid. Our prayer on Easter should be the same prayer that is expressed by Paul. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, I want you to read it with me. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Watch this. That power is the same as the mighty strength he extended when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. It's the same power. I said, it's the same power. Look at the person you're watching online with and say, it's the same power. Now I want you to watch this. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. Listen. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies and because of his spirit that's living in you. Now, Jesus was on earth in the tomb, so you may think, why the hand jive motions? Pastor, I want you to get this. Let's read it again and follow with me. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of of you then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life like he gave to Christ to your mortal bodies because of his spirit that's living down inside of you what are you saying pastor I'm saying God's power is greater than anything that we could ever fear did you hear me I said God's power is greater than anything we could ever fear but God's power Still doesn't make our fear disappear. Think about that. God's power. That's tweetable right there. God's power doesn't make our fear disappear. But God's power is greater than anything that we fear. Now, keep on reading with me. The Jewish power players were afraid. This is where I said Chris got my sermon. Afraid that if the people feared God more than them... They would lose out. They were still trying to cancel Easter. Let's read Matthew chapter 28, verses 11 through 15. You've already heard it once. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. And when the chief priest had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, You are to say... His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, I could but I won't. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And watch this. This story has been widely circulated Among the Jews to this very day. See, the Jewish leaders did not want to discover the truth about what had happened. They wanted to manage the truth about the resurrection. See, people do that for the truth that they don't really want to face. Financial problems can be managed by credit card debt for a while. Addiction in families might be managed by not talking about the problem. Sins can be hidden and conflict can be avoided by the silent treatment. Wonder why you can ask certain questions I'm just going to leave this right here You can either amen me uh, on social media Or mute me for about five seconds If you wonder why Somebody can say that all lives matter And I'm willing to do whatever it takes For the lives uh, of the people And then they get asked the question uh, When are you going to shut down The abortion clinic The silent treatment Will avoid conflict sometimes There's not an answer given I refuse to answer that question Oh, Pastor, did you really have to say that? Yes, I did. Because that's what the world wants to do. They don't want to discover what the truth is. They want to try to manage the truth and make it truth for themselves. But you cannot manage the truth of God's Word. This book says, let God's Word be true and every man a liar. You've got to take it for face value. You've got to believe it. You've got to stand on it. And you can't be swayed. By anybody else's opinion And you can't manage it By avoiding conflict With the silent treatment And a lot of people Manage depression By masking it with a smile You don't know What somebody Might be going through So now As this coronavirus pandemic Has emerged Politicians and World leaders, early on, attempted to manage the truth about, its, about this virus and its victims. The full extent of the epidemic and the death toll was not revealed to protect economies, governments, and political leaders. But only when the truth could no longer be ignored did the leaders admit to the full extent Of this pandemic. That we're living in right now. You see. The Jewish power players. Didn't want to know the truth. About whether Jesus rose from the dead. They only wanted to manage the situation. Because. If Jesus actually rose from the dead. It would threaten their way of life. They would no longer have ultimate religious authority. And they would lose status and support. The truth of the resurrection would threaten their way of life. And the entire Jewish establishment. And even today, can I tell you, some people see the resurrection of Jesus as a threat. Because if Jesus really rose from the dead, then Jesus is Lord. There are no other gods. Before him, there's a lot of different gods that people are worshiping in this world today. You can study religions front to back, but you will never find all of the other religions, none of them contained anyone who did anything for you. The only religion where anybody did anything for you, all of those religions are about what you do for them without them ever having done anything for you. But the only religion that you will find where anybody did anything for you is Christianity because Jesus Christ gave his life so that you and I could have eternal life. And some people treat the resurrection of Jesus from the dead as a threat. Because if Jesus really rose, then Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the authority on moral behavior. Jesus demands total commitment to his kingdom of righteousness and transformation. Jesus asks people to humble themselves and to take up their cross of service and submit to his authority. If Jesus rose from the dead, anything is possible. Forgiveness is possible. Not only is it possible, it's obtainable. Emotional as well as physical healing are possible and also attainable. Relationships can be restored. Unhealthy habits can be overcame. And sin is defeated. It doesn't have dominion over you anymore. See? That is the good news of the gospel. Is anybody thankful for the good news this morning? But it's also a threat to the way of life that denies the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, claims authority over all things. Over our relationships, over our habits, over our favorite sins. What's the word say? Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset you. We all know what that one is for us. See, Jesus Christ has authority over that one too. Here's another good one for you. He's also got authority over our pride. The Jewish leaders, though, they recognized this threat. So they took steps to manage the truth. The guards were paid generously to spread a story, a.k.a. a lie, come on somebody, about the disciples stealing the body while they were asleep. By the way, the stone that was in front of that tomb, in my mind when I'm preaching there's an exit door over here and I pretend that's the tomb, but by the way the stone that was in front of that tomb was heavy enough that the women couldn't move it. Moving the stone would have made some noise and it probably would have awakened the guards anyway. But nevertheless, the guards took the money and they circulated the story. A fabricated story with the intent to cancel Easter. Give me just a minute to preach. See, yet Easter could not be canceled. Why? Because just before Jesus hung his head, And gave up the ghost on the cross. He said three little words. And they were. It is finished. He spoke it out loud. It is finished. He declared it for everybody to hear it. He uttered out loud a cry to his Father in heaven for the whole world to know and for every evil force to have to flee. Uh, For Christ's work on the cross, Christ's work was completed. It was done. It was accomplished. It was paid in full. See, last words have power in them and often deep meaning and significance. And if like me, any of you have ever been at the side of a precious friend or a family member, or in my case church members, who are, who are whispering final words in their last moments here on this earth. You know the incredible heart connection that those words hold for you personally. And we often find ourselves clinging to those words as we think about that person who has passed away we treasure what they said and we remember what they said well there's no doubt that Jesus knew what his last words needed to be here in this life he knew the power that those final words would have for generations to come and he had a great purpose in those three words which still breathe life and meaning into our lives today because when Jesus Christ died on the cross it was all finished everything the father sent him to do was now complete he had already taught he had already preached he had already told them the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost he had already told them I'll give my life but in three days they'll tear this tabernacle down and I'll give up my life for you but in three days I'll rise again when he died on the cross everything was finished the work was done everything God sent him to do was accomplished, sin was defeated and death was next because the resurrection was a promise and you can't cancel what's already finished the enemy wanted to cancel it he wanted to fabricate a story that if made people in the Jewish religion to this day not believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. But I came to tell you this morning, you cannot cancel what's already been finished. And so then we read that on the third day, Mary and Mary Magdalene, expecting to find a dead body, they saw and they heard this angel. I'm almost done. And then they saw Jesus in his resurrected body. Mary Magdalene even had a conversation With Jesus. The women shared the news with the disciples. I'll stop right there. For one reason, because I'm out of breath. And for another reason, because maybe for those of you that don't believe in women preachers, what you gonna do with that? They were the first ones. There's only a few women in the sanctuary, but boy, they just got in with me. They were the first ones to carry the message. They shared the news with the disciples. Then Peter and John, the Bible says, wanting to see for themselves, they ran to the tomb to find it empty. Peter believed, even though it made no sense to him. But meanwhile, there were two lesser disciples that were on the road to Emmaus. They were sad and they were disappointed. Jesus joined them on the road and they didn't recognize him until he sat with them and broke bread. They rushed back to Jerusalem, joining the disciples in time for Jesus to appear. And then Jesus, if you've read this passage, he entered the room with the door still shut. He just went right through it. And he spoke to them, and he ate some broiled fish with his disciples. Thomas, one of the twelve, was not there with them, and so he doubted their story. But the following Sunday, Jesus again appeared, inviting Thomas to touch him. He said, come here, put your hand in my side. He stuck his hand in and Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Paul tells us that Jesus then appeared to more than 500 followers. He also appeared to James. Sister Karen, if you were in the adult Sunday school class this morning, touched on this. He also appeared to James who was one of his own brothers. If you didn't realize that, one of Jesus' natural siblings who did not believe in him. Can you imagine that? Uh, He appeared to James One of his own brothers who did not believe in him And had even tried to uh, Take him away as a crazy man But after Jesus ascended Into heaven the brothers of Jesus Were with the other believers In the upper room And James in the upper room Became a leader In the church The only logical explanation For their changed view of Jesus Was that they had seen Jesus alive after his death on the cross. The resurrection of Jesus made it impossible for the disciples to keep silent. Peter and John when they were warned by the authorities to stop speaking about Jesus. They said in Acts chapter 4 and verse 20. We cannot help speaking about what we've seen and what we've heard. So I asked you the question. Can Easter be cancelled? I think not. Not if you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Of course, there are some that say we can't know whether Jesus actually rose to life. You know, it was a long, long time ago, almost too long for us to imagine the truth of it. Yet the story has not changed. If it was true then, it's true now. So for those of you that that may be your argument, I just want to ask you, which story is more compelling? The story of the soldiers who were bought off? Or the story of the disciples who risked their very lives for the truth of the resurrection. Even if the story is true, some try to avoid a decision on the truth of the resurrection. Because it threatens their way of life. It threatens their moral standards. Their hopes and their dreams for worldly success. Their prejudices. And their privileges or the freedom that they crave. They're not seeking to discover the truth, but to manage the truth. To fit the life they have chosen. Others believe that Jesus wrote on the third day. Incredible as that seems. And their their lives reflect the life that he gives to those who believe. All of us know people like that. People in the church. Neighbors or coworkers who are truly a reflection of Jesus. And many of us have been blessed to feel the influence of ancestors. Perhaps even generations of people ago who founded families. And they gave us the life that we have. And they paved the way for the life that we live. Because why? Because Jesus gave them life. I want to ask them to come to the music this afternoon. Pastor, can Easter be canceled? Church services can be canceled. And they have been. Public gatherings can be prohibited. And they have been. But I want to encourage you today, Easter has not been canceled. The normality of what we know has changed, but you can't cancel what's already been finished. See the truth of Easter, that Jesus rose from the dead, we all know that can't be canceled. It can't be postponed. It can't be put on hold. And listen to me. This is why we sent out the four-step process to you and your family this morning. It don't need to wait until next year to be celebrated. Hello, somebody. I said it does not need to wait until next year to be celebrated. Yes, this Easter is different. I get that. It may not be as festive as some. It definitely won't be As commercial as some. Yet this Easter, the reality of the resurrection might have a greater impact as we are humbled by our inability to control anything. Somebody said, Pastor, how long is this going to go on? Well, I know it's going to go on through April 30th, but I don't know after that. I have no control. You have no control. This Easter we're brought to the reality. And we're humbled by our inability. That we can't control anything. But this Easter we're also less distracted. By endless activities. And we feel and we realize how precious life is. And maybe for some reason this Easter. God wanted us to be forced to be faced with the reality of death in ways that we could otherwise avoid. Let me say that again. Maybe this Easter, God wanted us to be forced to face the reality of death in ways that we could otherwise avoid. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, we can do our part to avoid this horrific virus that is rampant in our world today. We can take precautionary measures. You all know what they are. We can stay six feet apart. We can wash our hands for 20 seconds at a time. We can wear masks when we go into public. We can go only where we have to go and we can go home and lock ourselves in the safety of our home like they did in the plagues of Egypt until the death angel passed over. But I want to tell you something. There's also a way that you can escape the reality of a death that you can otherwise avoid. And that is by making sure the blood of the Lamb that we sing about today The blood of the Lamb that we worship today. The blood of the resurrected Lamb that we celebrate today is applied to the doorpost of your heart. That you have accepted Him. Because, friend death is a reality somebody's watching on this live stream right now and you just realized it clicked right in your spirit he's talking to me I'm not ready somebody just told me this past week would you pray about this because I'm not where I need to be with the Lord I'm telling anybody who recognizes this morning that you're not where you need to be with the Lord there is a way that you can otherwise avoid the death that sin and hell will bring to your life you can Avoid it by accepting the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on a cross on a hill called Calvary over 2,000 years ago that flowed for the forgiveness of your sins, the washing and the cleansing of your heart and your life by simply giving your life to Him. And this Easter, the words of the angel are no less true than they were at that pivotal time in history when the angel said he's not dead he's alive listen because he lives he's lord of all because he lives we live because he lives our lives can be transformed forever i don't care what your life may look like today he takes uh, he takes our brokenness and he makes something new and something beautiful out of it. You may think you don't have much to offer him, but if you'll just give it to him today, God will take your brokenness and he will mend it back together. God will take your emptiness and he will fill that void in a way that you've not even thought about before. God will take everything you feel is pressing you down, crushing you, and destroying you, and give you the victory to trust in Him, knowing that He is alive, and He did what He did for you. So if that's you, whoo, I feel the Lord this morning. I'm going to get excited uh, preaching to a camera, but I want you right where you are to bow your heads with me today, and I want you to say, Father, I thank you for your sacrifice I thank you for your son Jesus God I recognize that I'm not where I need to be with you I recognize I'm a sinner and I need a savior but God I recognize that what you did on that cross over 2,000 years ago you did for me So Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me, come into my heart, and be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. If you just prayed that prayer. I want to tell you right now, you have just received salvation. And we ought to rejoice because I believe there's somebody somewhere that just prayed that prayer over live stream. We ought to rejoice. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. We ought to rejoice and worship and praise God. I want you to worship and pray as they sing.